0: Hello everyone and welcome to Living on Blockchain. Today we are going to be talking to Max. Uh, Max is a free software entrepreneur. He is, uh, according to his Twitter of IO, he's building Bitcoin weapons. Uh, he is a very big contributor to the Wasabi Wallet Project. He uh, describes himself as a Rothbardian crypto anarchist and it's all about freedom with him. I had a really, really insightful conversation with him and I hope you know, it it is as insightful for you guys as it was for me. So here goes. Uh, Hi, Max. Thank you so much for taking out the time to speak to me today. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you Tarusha, for the invitation. I'm looking forward to uh, have a great conversation about the nuances of Bitcoin privacy and Wasabi Wallet.
0: Yeah, you and me both. So, uh, you know, go ahead and tell us a little about your background and how you got into this space initially.
1: So my my actual background is in economics. Um, I was an entrepreneur from an early age and was curious to learn more about the theory of entrepreneurship and how to become more profitable in in a general sense. Uh, So I started educating myself about uh, mainstream economics, uh, the Keynesian, Uh, Fisher and and other mainstream uh, areas. And I pretty soon realized that that either I'm very stupid and don't understand it, or there are very serious structural flaws in the entire methodological (laughs) approach uh, of of that site. Uh, So I was on the search for alternatives and that eventually led me down to discover the Austrian School of Economics and Praxeology, where the Mises Institute at Mises.org is uh, doing phenomenal work uh, with a great archive of knowledge. Uh, And here I just read through all the library and all the books uh, until I came to a point where I, I think I have a decent grasp of Praxeology and Economics. Uh, And um, I realized that the fiat uh, empire of currency manipulation uh, has uh, absolutely drastic and and severe uh, consequences. Um, And uh, that any individual who still holds fiat shitcoins undergoes theft on a monumental scale every single second. Um, Therefore, I wanted to look out for alternatives Uh, and I was not satisfied with how how gold, is is doing in the modern world is great inside in in meat space uh, Mm -hmm. to an extent and was very bad in cyberspace um and thus i eventually discovered bitcoin uh, as being that alternative um it is pure applied austrian theory um that that, and Mm. it utilizes crypto anarchist uh, tools uh, of strong encryption uh, of a peer-to-peer censorship resistant network and so on uh, to develop a, a network of private property rights definitions Uh, verifications and enforcement Uh, and that is a a complete whole new ecosystem uh, that defines and articulates a sound monetary asset and much much more Uh, and therefore it's it's just such a a beautiful weapon of defense and I've started using and contributing to several free and open source projects in the space Um, just well, because I wanted the tools to be better than that they were at the current state uh, and these have been several projects, but the, the right now my focus is, is on uh, researching on Bitcoin privacy um, and finding um, new, new areas to improve privacy of individuals specifically on Bitcoin uh, and the prime project in this, according to my opinion, is, is Wasabi Wallet, which deserves quite a lot of my time and attention uh, currently
0: wow okay that's quite a journey so uh, you know you you talked about how you know you were an economist uh you know initially and now then you know you realize the flaws that are there fundamentally in the traditional monetary system and uh you know you looked at uh, the other side and you studied uh praxeology so you know perhaps you could give us uh, our listeners an idea into how uh, you think uh, you know, blockchain technology kind of aligns with uh, this this philosophical praxeology, uh, you know, part of the subject matter. I, I think it would be a very wonderful analogy because, uh, you know, people don't draw these analogies very often when they talk about blockchain. And because you mentioned praxeology, I would love to understand how uh, you think that Bitcoin kind of aligns with it.
1: So to start out with, praxeology is, is Latin and, and literally means the science of human action. Um, and right. it, it, it was a, a field of science that was developed. Um, well, it is based on very ancient wisdom, obviously, and there's no new knowledge under the sun. But it was recently specifically defined and articulated by the great Ludwig von Mises uh, in, the, in the monumental treatise Human Action in 1912. Right. Um, and very fundamentally speaking, this um, or... First and foremost, the methodological approach of the science uh, is a logical, uh, a foundational logical approach. Meaning, we start with very first principles, uh, assumptions that we cannot verify to be actually true, uh, but we are willing to take on these assumptions um, as uh, as the core to build our theory above. Um, and in the case of Ludwig von Mises, uh, this um, base assumption is individual human action, um, that humans act. That humans manifest change. Um, Ludwig von Mises puts it beautifully: that that man is in a state of uneasiness, meaning he has problems, um, and he has t- uh, he has he sees potential. Uh, there are many possible scenarios where the future is better than the current moment, uh, and it's precisely because of this entrepreneurial spark and, and genius of of seeing a better future, um, the human acts the human utilizes the means at the disposal. So to satisfy and to reach these ends in an uncertain future. Uh, And this is done first and foremost by by acting by manifesting change, uh, by progressing time. Uh, And this is what what the individual, the human uh, does. Uh, And this is our first starting principle, um, which is, again, very, very difficult to prove. Um, And this goes too much into the details now, but um, we we can build upon this a very beautiful construct um where we have all types of causal relationships uh, between action and result and it is a very applied science because it is literally the science of action right so it is not a theoretical blabbering and lots of unnecessary charts Uh, it is it is logical it is rigorous and I apply these principles every single moment in my life when I struggle with the question of what should I do with my time, uh, where should I allocate my resources. Uh, this is where I uh, consult the great minds of Ludwig von Mises and Murray Rothbard um, and Hans Hermann Hoppe and others uh, to uh, to help me with that with that logical rigor to find the most meaningful task that i could possibly apply myself in Uh, and this is why praxeology for me is such a a vast and important science and yes it does cover bitcoin and property rights and all of this but for me it is it goes so much deeper than only economics
0: yeah, absolutely. I think you know my very basic understanding of praxeology is that it, it's the notion that humans kind of engage in purposeful behavior as opposed to uh, say, unintentional behavior. That is like as, as somebody who's just studied very basic economics, that's what my understanding is. So I think that would uh, align with the entire um, concept of, uh, you know, Bitcoin or blockchain technology when it um, or just moving forward in that direction. What
1: do you think? Um, absolutely, uh, Bitcoin has done something very, very beautiful, um, and it is—it is, it is b- basically Bitcoin has has pulled the theory of praxeology into cyberspace, um, because okay. so f- because so far this was very, very difficult, and Bitcoin really solves a fundamentally difficult problem. What I'm talking about here is scarcity. Uh, And scarcity is something that the Austrian tradition, contrary to most other schools of thoughts, like mainstream economics or communism, obviously, um, is the aspect of scarcity. Uh, And this means exclusivity of a good and limitedness in supply of that good. So a good is is something that individuals find useful. Uh, As an example, Alice sees a tree, right? And so she cuts down that tree and has now a log of wood. And this Hmm. specific log of wood either Alice can use to build a house, or Bob can use to build a boat. Right? It's exclusive in the sense that at the same time, the same log of wood cannot be used for both building a house and a boat. Uh, we have to decide on what to do with this resource, and thus naturally, with with these scarce resources, where there is a potential conflict of who can <coughs> control and use and own these goods, there is a um, there is a question of resource allocation, um, and Interestingly, in the realm of non-scarcity, uh, which is that other binary manifestation, uh, um, we, see, uh, we see it, for example, explained in, in ideas. Um, ideas are not exclusive, and they are not limited in supply. Meaning, the words that I speak right now to you, the information that I'm sharing right now with you, at the same time that I'm speaking it, where you are accumulating it, I still retain that information. It, the the right. information does not degrade for me, it, it, rather on the contrary, it, it flourishes and increases in prolificity. Um, so there's not an exclusivity. I can tell an idea to you without sacrificing it myself. And there's also no limitedness in supply. I can speak these words only to you, Tarusha, or I can speak to your entire audience. Right. The, the, the quality, the, 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 the essence of the information does not change. It is not messed with. And, and therefore, information, speech, software, mathematics, um, all of these are non-scarce goods. Um, And praxeology does not apply for non-scarce goods because humans only act so to allocate scarce resources. Humans do not act in a sense of allocating non-scarce resources. Um, and this is a very, very important uh, distinction. Uh, and this is why the whole movement of free software is so important, um, because that, this is a, a pure realization of that concept of non-scarcity of information and therefore a lack of necessity for property rights uh, in the resource allocation of these uh, goods. Um, but here is where Bitcoin comes in with, with a major, major difference, an a innovation that is so utterly mind-blowing in scope Uh, and so fundamentally um, important and valuable that I don't think uh, that we've seen something to this extent ever before. Um, And that is that Bitcoin emerges scarcity in a realm of non-scarce information. Uh, And and that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful because, again, the Bitcoin software code is free software, meaning anyone can copy the code. Anyone can change the code. Anyone can run the code without asking for permission, true to the ideals of Um, non-scarcity, However, based on the rules that are applied, um, for example, private public key cryptography, which by the way, is also a phenomenal um, uh, experiment here in this uh, viewpoint of scarcity, -scarcity, non-scarcity, a private key, a password is just information. It's just a large number Um, and it is non-scarce. Therefore, there is no property rights in private keys. You do not own the private keys to your bitcoin because you do Hmm. not own the number four and you don't own the number five or six right it doesn't matter if the number grows larger you cannot own a number you do not have exclusive ownership over it um right however with knowledge not with ownership but with knowledge of a private key um uh, you can compute knowledge of a public key And with this public key in the Bitcoin protocol, and this is one of the rules that is applied, you can define that a certain quantity of monetary units, namely Satoshis uh, in the Bitcoin protocol, um, Mm. that this quantity of Satoshis can only be spent, can only be moved on the ledger if this transaction provides a signature that is valid to that public key. Meaning whoever has knowledge of the private key has the right, the exclusive right to move that UTXO to transfer ownership over that coin to a new script, right? Um, And this is so beautiful because for any UTXO, for any unspent transaction output that is locked up by a Bitcoin script, it is exclusive, meaning it is either the public key of Alice or the public key of Bob, right? And when Alice initially defines her own public key in that script, then there is no way that anyone else, other than he who has the knowledge of the private key, can spend this. So we emerge in exclusivity over who can own Bitcoin. And this is where the entire aspect of praxeology, the entire monument of Austrian theory, uh, this entire fundamental principle of property rights comes into cyberspace for the very first time in humankind.
0: Wow, that's such a fascinating way to look at it. You know, I I think I've never really heard anybody talk about these two in tandem, even though they are so correlated. You would think that it'd be more obvious that more people would be talking about it, but uh, because of your unique experience and background, I think the way you've kind of drawn it out uh, is very very fascinating. Uh, so you know, can you tell me a little about uh, Wasabi Wallet and you know your work currently?
1: Yes, so uh, as I said previously, uh, Wasabi Wallet is free software, meaning to tie back to the earlier conversation, it is non-scarce. Nobody owns uh, the code. Uh, The code is written by dedicated individuals, uh, but they choose to share this code uh, with the general public, to whoever wants to use it, to read it, to edit it, to run it, whatever. Um, And the core functionality of the software is to be a Bitcoin wallet. And there are several uh, things that are very important for a Bitcoin wallet. Firstly, to generate the secrets, to generate the private and public keys, right, and to sign signatures and do all of this um, cryptographic magic, Uh, as well as, you know, to query um, the the current state of the Bitcoin network to find out how much money is locked up on each of these public keys of the user in his wallet. Um, And these are the the fundamental aspects that a Bitcoin wallet provides. And notably, it is a non-custodial wallet, uh, meaning that the actual user is the only one who has knowledge of the private keys. There is no other trusted third party who also knows the secret. So again, we, d- we defend that exclusivity of knowledge um, of the private key right? um, and further. We uh, it is a wallet that focuses uh, on privacy first and foremost. So with every single design decision in the software process um, there, we, t- we took uh, the privacy above anything else. Um, and that that led us to to build a a very fundamentally sound wallet uh, that for example never leaks your extended public key or any public key for that matter any bitcoin address to any trusted third party Uh, this all stays always encrypted on your own computer and never shared with anyone else Um, or there is a tor the tor um, the the onion routing um anonymity network is implemented by default and is used to a heavy extent with multiple Tor identities running in parallel, being disconnected and reconnected all the time for every unique action. So to separate uh, the IP address of the actual user uh, from reaching uh, the Bitcoin network uh, in its entirety, uh, which is great. Um, There are very advanced uh, user features, like for example, coin control. Um, So you actually see what the specific coins are uh, that you have. And what scripts lock them up and how much Satoshis are locked up in them. And you can select which of these specific coins you want to actually spend, um, which is which is very important specifically in the sense of privacy. Uh, as it, uh, in, in, in such a public network as the Bitcoin time chain is, um, you need to be careful mm-hmm. and thus make ca- calculated decisions based on the metadata that you have that an outside observer does not have. Uh, so this includes, for example, labeling receiving addresses with who with whom you told about that receiving address that it is yours. Um and thus you have an accurate state of every coin in the wallet. Um, of who actually knows that this specific coin is yours. Uh, And there are are many, many more nuances to Wasabi. uh, And I encourage everyone to read the Wasabi documentation at docs.wasabiwallet.io and and download the wallet, of course, and try it out uh, because it it really is uh, is a very sound project that has a, a great ethos as its foundation, I would say
0: this is actually sounding really brilliant you know, because this is something that i've heard people talk about in um casually about how you, know, you talked about that the privacy aspect of it is uh taken care of and uh what really fascinates me is that you're using tor as well uh and you've made it into a part of of your project and i think that that integration uh, in itself makes the entire project uh with very sound ethos and i would uh, you know would be trying this um uh, probably as soon as we are done with recording this particular podcast. So uh, kudos on this project. So when did you um, start with it and when was this launched?
1: Um, so I personally discovered uh, the wallet in a very early stage back when it still had the working titan hiddle, hidden wallet uh, in early to okay. uh, middle 2017 um, because uh, Adam Fiskor, the uh, lead developer and founder of the project, uh, he uh, he was talking on a podcast uh, amongst some friends of, of mine about the project constantly uh, and how the development project is going and um, his future vision for the project. And I absolutely fell in love with it because I realized it was so true. Uh, to freedom-loving first principles uh, that, that uh, I really saw great potential. So I downloaded that very early version um, and I instantly found bugs in it. Um, mainly the Tor connection was broken, so that didn't work. <laughs> uh, and. Right. Th- and and one very very bad thing was happening uh, it was in white mode uh, there was a white background oh. and black text and that's just like that's un- completely unreasonable my eyes start bleeding as soon as i look at that it's it's like torture it's pain uh, yeah. so i, I provided <laughs> one of my first feature requests to please make a dark mode with a black background and white text Um, Which, funnily enough, the very first version of Wasabi Wallet, after a rebranding and and re-architecture design, um, was in dark mode. Uh, So those were the first, uh, and the Tor bug was fixed too. So my first feature requests and bug report uh, were were implemented. And ever since then, I'm I'm a part of the project and, and both using and contributing to it quite a lot. Um, I realized that specifically with the CoinJoin mechanism that is used in Wasabi, and that is one of the prime features of it, that gives this high privacy guarantee that the wallet does. Um, it basically uh, disassociates the link between your coins, so all of a sudden it becomes right. very difficult to know which of the coins are actually yours, uh, and how many bitcoins do you have in total, and where do you spend them. Uh, so this is what, what we defend against at, at Wasabi with Coinjoins. Uh, but it is a network effect. So, for example, in the early days, we had maybe three users joining once a day and was five users once a day. So it was it was very, very slow uh, initially. And that gives you very little privacy because the size of the crowd, uh, the the quantity of people that you hide in um, is very little. Uh, and thus, I realized that we ought to uh, improve the education uh, and to increase the confidence of potential users so that these guys can can use the software to its fullest extent uh, and therefore also utilize the coin join feature. And therefore, as more and more people join, increase the privacy of everyone uh, in the project. Uh, which, which I think is is is, is very important, and um, so far I would say it it really has worked tremendously. Uh, after doing several hundreds of videos and writing many 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 pages of documentation at WasabiWallet.io, um, I uh, we or we are reaching a state where we have constantly 100 active users online ev- all the time, doing a coin join at least once every hour um which is which is phenomenal. Uh, so the 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 quantity of of users and the amount of bitcoin that we have successfully uh, privatized with uh, with this coinjoint technique uh, is really going through the roof. I, I see very, very healthy growth and phenomenal um, yeah have a phenomenal potential for the project. still.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's a very really fascinating project and it's very, very relevant to our times. So talking about relevance, uh, what is your outlook, uh, you know, currently on the market right now? Uh, there's a lot of uh, noise around DeFi. Uh, what are your thoughts about it?
1: Um, you know, I'm an entrepreneur first and foremost, and therefore the most important question that I continuously ask myself every single moment, where should I focus my time on? What is the most important part uh, that I can do right now. Where, where should I focus my attention, my, my capital and my work uh, so to create something delightful, something utmost most beautiful? Um, and to be quite frank, I don't have any time to waste. Um, we are living in a, in a tragic state of tyranny, uh, and we ought to do the best that we can to end this as soon as possible and, and discover a more suitable and peaceful and prosperous approach, um, namely freedom. Uh, and Therefore, or, and I've asked myself the question on, on what is that project that is worthy m- my time and my attention and after after rigorous review uh, again and again I come back to the Bitcoin protocol uh, because the, the the simple fact of having scarcity in cyberspace and utilizing that to define unfuckwithable property rights contracts uh, that are censorship resistant, that are completely anonymous, um, this is such a monumentally important work that I simply cannot f- waste any time on anything else, uh, including lots of stuff that is going on in the blockchain industry. Um, because uh, I, I do think that although there might be um, interesting problems that that uh, voluntary and, and peaceful individuals are working on, that there's inherently nothing wrong with this. It is just that for me personally, uh, I see the manifestation of sound money, uh, the most important task, uh, that I can provide to humanity right now. Uh, and therefore, this is what I ex- focus my um, attention on exclusively. So I don't care ab- about the fiat shitcoin exchange rate of Bitcoin or about other shitcoins that are in the market. Um, okay. I, I I focus very much on, on researching um, a Bitcoin development and um, furthering that general process of Defending individual property rights and um, with Bitcoin specific or with Bitcoin in general and with privacy on top of Bitcoin specifically
0: Wow, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's that's quite a clear outlook to have in the market, but I think it's good uh, You know raises razor up uh, razor-sharp approach kind of like uh, would uh, you know help you in making that dent in what you want to do uh, in terms of uh, kind of overthrowing the traditional monetary system, if I understand correctly. Your Twitter bio says something really interesting that, you know, you're creating uh, Bitcoin weapons, uh, building Bitcoin weapons. So would you like to elaborate a little on that?
1: Yes. Uh, so, so so you mentioned um, overthrowing uh, the Fiat empire and Um, Although that that might be a a compelling goal. um, I don't Mm -hmm. think that it is a suitable strategy It it involves a lot of risk a lot of bloodshed a lot of destroyed capital uh, that I would personally like to avoid. Um, So the strategy that recently I have been pursuing um, more is a strategy of opting out um, of taking individual action and individual responsibility um, by by not um, just talking about it, but actually doing it Um, again. The fiat empire is evil to the core. The amount of theft that is going on and the amount of misery uh, and destruction that is created is is, is absolute, uh, is incredible. Um, So for me personally, um, just the fact of holding fiat currency is partaking and acknowledging and supporting the monumental theft that is occurring uh, occurring currently by these gangsters. Um, So therefore, I decided very early to reduce the quantity of shitcoins, mainly fiat currencies, that I hold. Uh, and instead holding gold and Bitcoin and other sound peaceful and voluntary uh, assets, um, while while no longer holding fiat at all. Um, and further uh, quitting my bank account. Uh, I did not have a bank account for the vast majority of my life. I was an entrepreneur earning cash uh, from very early on. Um, Though during my bachelor's degree study uh, while I was working at Deutsche Bank, uh, I was somewhat forced to have a bank account, otherwise they could not pay me the salary. Uh, So I did have for three years that bank account, but I quit it again as soon as reasonable and possible actually, uh, because any second that I, I use these tools and these currencies uh, is a second that I actively contribute to stealing from other people uh, whom I don't know, uh, whom I don't want to harm. Uh, and this was was absolutely devastating for me and something that um, very strongly uh, I made my priority to defend against. Uh, and this is why uh, I reduce the quantity of shitcoins I hold. Uh, this is why I reduce the amount of seconds that I even think about the bureaucrats and politicians uh, and the crony central bankers and the shit that they do on an ongoing basis. Uh, because these are these are bastards not worth my time. Uh, and instead, I want to focus my time on building these Bitcoin weapons, on building tools that individuals can use to claim and to defend their property rights against any attacker uh, so that no government, no state, no mafia, uh, no robber, no thief, no looter can never take what is rightfully theirs. Um, So this is where where Bitcoin comes in. This is where privacy tools on Bitcoin comes in. This is where secure key generation and management comes in. And of course, secure uh, exchange of goods and services for Bitcoin. Um, so th- this this is what I mean with building Bitcoin weapons. It is um, building the tools that empower and enable individuals uh, to defend themselves uh, against the most uh, tyrannical attacks uh, that we are currently seeing in this fascist nightmare uh, that is Europe and America in uh, most other countries.
0: Yeah, okay. You, know, you are so passionate about this. It absolutely made me smile because I think I align with a lot of what you say. and but you know what you're saying is uh, so radical. Uh, that uh, you know i, I think uh, people feel that it's almost impossible to perhaps imbibe uh, these notions into their everyday life but you know as you said it uh, in a very correct and uh, succinct fashion um, it it can be done you know you have to take individual responsibility to actively not be a part of this system and um, keep continuously uh, striving towards creating solutions which are more user facing for people to become a part of this uh, you know, alternative, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, which which would perhaps help them uh, secure a better future, not just financially, but otherwise as well.
1: Yes, yes, I, I see and I, I very much agree. Um, you know, as you said, this is a very radical view. And I agree, uh, because it is a fundamental view. Again, I apply yeah. first principles, and I am logically consistent above these. And this is why it's so important, why I constantly articulate and check my first principles. And, and currently, these are individuality. Um, so there are individuals. There are no collectives. Yeah. There are only individuals. There are individual humans who act, yeah. who do things, who feel, Absolutely. who think, who love. Uh, and and this is the nucleus that I treasure utmost, right? And everything that I build yeah. on top of it is logically in alignment with this. Theft of individual property is wrong, and I'm radical and extreme and absolute in this. I do not care who you are. If you steal from someone, if you rape someone's child, if you murder someone's wife. These are acts that cannot be um, ignored and forgiven. These are actions where karma is built up and where consequences inevitably and always follow. And even um, silent consent and silent obedience to tyrants and to fascist dictators, as most bureaucrats are in current days, um, is an active accumulation of negative karma, of, of being part in causing that harm. And this is why it is so important to be extreme and to be radical and to be based on solid and sound first principles and to continuously and rigorously check if these are actually true. Because if not, then even an innocent action as, ho- as demanding to be paid in fiat and saving fiat and holding fiat is in fact an, an aggression against other peaceful individuals. And there are always consequences to such actions. And their consequences will come whether or not these con- these actions were done in a way that all the consequences were known and the individual was conscious about all of these consequences. It does not matter. Uh, stealing from others, even when with good intention, is wrong. Um, and this is this is why it is it's very appalling to see that Fiat's tyranny, um because it 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 sub, subverts otherwise peaceful individuals to become aggressors. and and this is why it is so fundamentally evil.
0: yeah, you know you are so passionate about this, and this is something that I think uh, you know we feel very passionately about as well, that's why you know we you know, I'm currently working on. Uh, Oro Pocket, and we have actually launched a DeFi protocol on top of it. I will talk about that later with you, perhaps uh, offline. I've sent you a link on chat, you can perhaps check it out. Uh, I, I would like to know your thoughts about, uh, you know, certain, uh, you know, if there are any thought leaders or books that you would like to recommend to our listeners.
1: Um, oh, absolutely! So there are the several great works. I, I will start with uh, monumental treatises. A treatise is something that that unfortunately died in the tradition of academic thought. It is a book that's uh, a usually long book uh, that starts on first principles and elaborates a whole science on top. Um, and the one of or was a couple of these great treatises is from Ludwig von Mises, Human Action, from Murray Rothbard, Man, Economy, and State. With power and markets um, from Hans Hermann Hoppe um, capitalism and socialism uh, or democracy the god that failed um, d- these i would classify as as must reads for anyone who is interested in in f- refining his understanding of what individuality is on of what action ought to be or of what action is on on what an, a good entrepreneur ought to do um, so I think this is very, very valuable information for anyone who is uh, d- is productive and who is doing business and who is trying to earn more money. Uh, this is a this is a phenomenal tool uh, to understand uh, the nuances of this. Um, maybe specifically to, um, uh, To monetary theory, um, what has government done to our money is a very short pamphlet by Murray Rothbard, and anyone can read in a day uh, to understand the the extent to the evil of the fascist empire. Um, Further, we have um, Ethics of Money Production by Jörg Guido Holtzmann, which is um, probably in my top three most recommended books on economics uh, ever. And it's a very tough competition, to be frank. Ethics of money production explains precisely what I've been talking about, why fiat currency is so fundamentally evil and why even holding fiat currency is theft. Um, And there are it's a phenomenal book, um, very much worth reading. Again, uh, it will save you a bunch of karma, Um, specifically in the Bitcoin sense. um, I I, I would say um, Mastering Bitcoin by Andreas Antonopoulos is a great way to get more to the uh, to the technicals. Um, Yeah. Eric Voskule, maintainer of the Libitcoin, um full node implementation, has on his GitHub of, of the Libitcoin a wiki entry of the crypto nomicons, and he is publishing a printed version of this um, treatise. It's phenomenal. Okay. It explains the nuances of Bitcoin in a pr- with praxeological rigor uh, and with a very sound logical approach. Uh, and Eric, by the way, is one of the heroes in the Bitcoin space. He is one of the very Absolutely. few, if not the only one who I would name, who has mastered, and I mean mastered, both the economics and the praxeology, as well as the technical nuances uh, of Bitcoin. And both of this together is such an important skill. He's he's such a rock star developer and does incredible magic uh, in cyberspace. But he also has such a fundamental understanding uh, and has helped me tremendously to articulate my understanding of Bitcoin and Praxeology. Uh, And and he has been a great peer reviewer of of my academic works, too. So so I thank him for that very much. Uh, But but I think these are some great uh, resources that are worth uh, checking out and accumulating. And trying to understand.
0: This is absolutely amazing. You know, you, you've actually added to my dating list. So I have only actually read Mastering Bitcoin. Uh, all of these, I have actually uh, never really gone through. And now I'm going to be adding them on Amazon or, uh, you know, perhaps buy them on Kindle right after this. Thank you so much. This is really very valuable. So now I would like to come down um, to my uh, last Uh, question. And this is a question that I ask everybody. How would you suggest, uh, considering you feel so radically about this, how would you suggest that people who are looking from the outside and peering into this world to start uh, living on blockchain?
1: Don't trust and verify. Um, Approach this from an individualistic mindset. Um, Have the assumption that everyone is a scammer and that everyone tries to get your Bitcoin. Um, and uh, try to defend yourself against all types of theft uh, of all types of unjust ac- creation of property. Um, I think uh, th- this is in general very good advice. And it is also very true in the Bitcoin space. I mean, just uh, look back uh, to, to 2017 and, and the hype and, and the scams were at an extraordinary amount. And the quantity of Bitcoin that, that uh, honest new, in- newcomers to the, to the economy have, have lost uh, is staggering. And again, every Satoshi that you lose is precious because uh, it is quite valuable sound money. Um, um, so this, this is first. So invest in your education um, and uh, further your understanding of why these tools are important, why we actually build these tools and why there are individuals using them. Understand the why. Why is it that we want to defend ourselves and against whom are we trying to defend ourselves? Uh, this is very important to know. And then, of course, study the tools that you use yourself so that you, um, that you reach a, a comfortable degree of, of utilizing them and of applying them so that you do not shoot yourself in the foot and make stupid mistakes that cause you to lose your money or to lose your privacy. Um, both, uh, both of this is, is, is quite important. And in general, um, consider respecting your privacy. Privacy is the aspect of um, selectively revealing yourself to the world, meaning not telling everything to everyone, but choosing whom to talk to. And choosing what to reveal to whom yeah this is privacy yes and especially in a in a area where um, where there is a a booming upcoming prosperous economy um, where there is a lot of potential wealth to be created by heroic entrepreneurs um, there will always be attackers who are trying to loot the wealth that we have produced Um, and therefore there is always a necessity of defense And privacy is a phenomenal tool of defense because it is very cheap uh, and it is very effective and it creates a huge asymmetry between defender and attacker. If nobody knows that you own a thousand Bitcoin, then nobody will come to try to hit you with a $5 wrench. Right. Uh, However, if you are on Twitter blasting about your Lambo and your mansions and your thousands of Bitcoin, then pretty soon you're going to have the mafia at the door trying to get some of that. Um, So be cautious. Um, And again, Bitcoin is a tool of defense, and this is what it uh, is, in my opinion, made for. Uh, and therefore, approaching it with that kind of mindset in general uh, is, is very valuable to f- to find interesting avenues down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. Uh, and it for sure is a fun and a, a, uh, something that I am absolutely passionate about and something where I find fulfillment in uh, something where I make a meaningful co- impact. Uh, and of course, something where I earn money, uh, and that that concept of having this this holistic uh, approach of something is the joy of life. That that is the reason of life. That is the ikigai, um, of that 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 is to to be pursued um, to really find uh, fulfillment. Uh, which, uh, as far as I can say on my path so far, uh, I am I'm very very satisfied. Wow, well, that's
0: that's wonderful. You know, and I think. I, I, again, I have heard a lot of things today that I've never heard before, and uh, you know, this this kind of sums it up. Privacy is, uh, you know, such a good defense. Uh, Bitcoin is is a defense, and I think uh, that kind of sums up the entire interview that we've had. Um, I'm so grateful that I actually took out, you know, time, and you know, we could do this uh, because this has been very enlightening. I think very insightful. Uh, do you have any last thoughts before we wrap this up, Max?
1: Well first of all, thank you to Russia again for the invite. That uh, was really fun. Thanks for reaching out. I'm happy that we could arrange this on such a short notice too. That was great. Um, so so yes, I, I very much uh, would again encourage all of you to take this serious. Um this is this is a, a monumental opportunity. Um, we have a unfacquitable weapon that we can use in self defence. Um, and so that it is very, 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 very difficult for tyrants to steal. And when tyrants can yeah. no longer steal, they no longer have capital. Because per permission, a bureaucrat does not produce anything. It only co- destroys and consumes. There's nothing else that politicians do. Uh, and as soon as we deny them that opportunity to steal, they die. Uh, the parasite withers away and dies off. Um, so for me personally, I see sound money and censorship resistant individual private property, the unfuckable weapon of defense, not Bitcoin. Either. As the most important foundational fix to the most rudimental problems uh, that we currently have uh, on, uh, on a global scale. Um, so this is and this is why I, can, I can say it, this is what I said earlier. this is why I see Bitcoin as the single most important um, task that I personally can focus my time and attention on because I have come to understand that yes Bitcoin is this important. It is such a monumentally important work uh, that I take so much pride in in doing and that it fulfills me so much in doing. Um, So this is a a general encouragement uh, for individuals to become active, to defend themselves uh, and to no longer take the slavery that they are living under today. Um, And Bitcoin is a phenomenal way of doing precisely this Uh, and contributing to Bitcoin is not writing code. That is a very valuable contribution too, but it is not the only thing that you can do. I don't write code. I have barely written any line of line of code in at all. They had still I support and contribute to free software projects specifically in Bitcoin in many ways. Um, that can be education, uh, like Tarusha is doing right now with this podcast. Right? Um, this This can be uh, helping users directly with onboarding them, with explaining some stuff. I was showing them yeah. how to download the right tools. Um, And, and, uh, you know, much, 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 much more is in this concept of collaborating to free software projects than only writing code. Uh, So there is literally um, any anyone can and can contribute and can make a meaningful impact, uh, even though it might be a small or a minute uh, as as little as just fixing one single typo um, in in a documentation or in a software that is already extremely valuable and meaningful. Uh, so, so again, Tarushka, uh, thanks for thanks for the invite and and the great conversation.
0: Thank you so much. It was absolutely great speaking to you. Thank you.